What up, everybody? Welcome back to Look No Further. It's your boy, Eric, and I'm joined today by the one and only Iman, formerly known as Imama. Um, <laughs> no! <laughs> it's back. Um, oh, God. We have a very fun and exciting episode, also somewhat serious, but we pulled it and y'all asked for it. So today we are talking about mental health. Um, so it should be a, a good time, hopefully uh, an introspective time. Um, but before we get into that, how are you, my dear? I'm good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I, I feel like, I don't know, it's the new year. We all came back to, you know, our nine to five bullshit jobs today um i feel like i put a mask on today and was like you're a worker bee let's go you know and then by three o'clock it was like by three o'clock i was like this is whack (laughs) (laughs) i want to make music i want to relax i want to like play with my dog i don't i just had a whole week off work so like turning it back on again was kind of hard today but i was like we're gonna do this what about you all, how was your day we all need vacations from vacation like that I should need, be mandatory I, I saw this one video that was like i need one day off a week one week off per month <laughs> dude i, I feel like, like it, period i feel like it was i saw morning brew like post something um there were i get way too much of my like facts by the way um but they posted something about like countries with the least amount of pto and it was like all it was like number the like the top 10 were basically all in asia but like the number three least amount of pto country is like the u.s and we had like 12 days or something and it was just like you know what I can totally get into that for a half a second here. But um, parental leave, like when you have a baby in Europe, it's a year. So Right. It's like in 12 weeks when you last a slack. Right. And the dads are lucky to get like, they're like, you just use your PTO until it runs out. Otherwise, you can't spend time with your baby. So Basically. Some places <laughs> give paternal leave, but not all. Truly. Um, um, but yeah. Well, that's good. I mean. We back in the Matrix. <laughs> We all, we almost escaped it. We escaped it for like a week, but now we're you know fully. Yeah, I feel like the end of November to till December is like such a whirlwind. It's like Thanksgiving, preparing for Christmas, Christmas, New Year, and then it's like January, and you're just like, damn, we back to this. We back. Um, we back in this whole rigmarole. Literally. Um, well, I hope you're doing well outside of the vortex. Um, right. But, <laughs> I'm doing all right myself. It's raining here in California, so I'm feeling some um, weather, not seasonal depression, weather depression. Um, <laughs> now every time it rains, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this world is too sad. Um, <laughs> Why am I your least favorite Sim, God? <laughs> no, literally. But I should, I mean, honestly, I had a fun, a fun New Year's. I was up in Chicago visiting one of my friends and like, honestly, really found a whole new like respect and love for Chicago. Um, Chi-town. Yeah, I don't know. I never, like, thought it would be a city that I would be that fond of. But now that I've gone a few times, I'm like, you know what? Like, there's something here. It's just so – everyone's kind. It's, like, where all the Midwesterners just end up funneling into. I saw the most – Midwestern city people. 
literally like all of the Michigan and Wisconsin folks. Like I literally met this guy this weekend and he felt like a character right out of that 70s show. Like just like his accent and he had this mustache going on. And like, I was like, this is so eerie. Um, Lake eerie. <laughs> um. <laughs> Not a Michigan joke. <laughs> oh um, my God. And yeah, I saw yeah, this musical. And accent was crazy. <laughs> it was so wild. Um, no, I actually, um, have you heard of Dear Evan Hansen? I is that a book or a movie or something? It's a movie and a uh, like production musical. Um, oh yeah, I think I have heard of it. I don't know the plot though. Do you want to be spoiled? Period. <laughs> As if that's an answer. To that. um, so I took um, I went out with this my friend and this couple, and we kind of spontaneously decided to go to this show. Um, ended up being front row, which also was not prepared for. And at dinner, right at the end of dinner, before we went to the show, um, they were like, hey, we have some, here's a gummy edible. Um, okay. And I was like, okay, like, whatever. You know, I don't smoke now. So if I do weed, right. it's very occasional. But uh-huh. I took it. I, t- I took the gummy. Um, and we went over to the show, Ubered over. And literally, I, I didn't know the plot or anything. And then as soon as, like, the lights went down and the spotlight hit the stage, um, that will kicked in hard. And Ooh. the play is basically... Oh, it's legal in Chicago now, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. It is, yeah. Um, it wasn't legal when I visited there. Oh, really? In 2019. Yeah, it was just about to get legal in 2020. Oh, true. January yeah. of 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's legal now, so all the, I feel like all of the edibles and stuff are super potent. Um, but it's uh basically the so it's plot, hitting. It's hitting. It's hitting, and <laughs> the lights are popping. And the play <laughs> is about suicide. So, <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't I don't want to spoil it in case people actually end up going to see the play. But basically, within the first like the second scene basically is like a, a suicide. Um, and I was not, not ready. Um, but it's, like, I don't know. I am on a roller coaster and this is not the vibe that I was. And it's a musical prepared. too about, you know, suicide. So like, um, I mean, there's mm. beauty and, um, you know, like, you know, I think any, there is beauty that you can, take from death experiences like yeah like like, the whole production is still art you can still walk away thinking good things about it even though it's dark and it's interesting because it's about suicide but it's also kind of a love story um and again i don't really want to get into plot details but um yeah i don't know It, it kind of goes plays into our topic topic about like mental health and um the beauty of people who are struggling, but like they still have so much inner beauty to offer the world. Um, and sometimes mm. that gets overlooked. Um, so yeah, That's it was really cool touching. It was, it's really touching. Um, it was the perfect time for the edible. It was like two, two and a half hours. So I was like in, and by the time it play ended, I was out. Um, right. Like uh, that <laughs> rung me dry. <laughs> Emotionally. Um, it really did um but it was yeah it was beautiful and i'm glad i i'm glad i saw it um yeah so that's cool yeah chicago was dope um and it wasn't cold really it was a little bit cold the last it's day warm here but... right now it's like in the 60s Ooh, we live um so yeah it was fun and it was like a spontaneous trip which i always enjoy um mm-hmm. so um it was cute it was cute. Pretty low-key New Year's. Um, just, like, hung out with some people at my friend's apartment. Drank it up, you know. Okay. Sounds <laughs> cute. Sounds chic. It was. I know you were sending me videos of, like, all the views that you were getting from Chicago from above. And I was like... Dude, he lives, like, downtown. This looks like it needs Chicago. to be on my old Tumblr. <laughs> Cityscapes only. <laughs> Truly. He is the most amazing cool. view. You can literally see um, Lake Michigan from his apartment because the city is literally surrounded by Lake Michigan. Um, mm. And you can see it like in the over yonder. Um, so it was dope. Sick. Um, she yeah. was a Chi-Town girly. 
I was a DC girly for. You're always a DC NYA. girly. I like to pretend <laughs> that I was a. Um, when I do not. Um, but yeah, no, I I was also at a house party, drank a lot, puked a lot. <laughs> you did. I know. Whenever I see photos, head in the sink. <laughs> that's. I mean, at least you got to the new year, and that's how you started your I year. I was over. <laughs> but you know i love that's like you're like bragging about it you're like i wasn't yeah, like, hung over got wasted I, but also wasn't hung over because i puked it up so iconic. gang shit gang shit only <laughs> <laughs> um so what are we listening to it's the new year new vibes yeah what's your vibe? what's your what was your vibe today as you came back to work you were like oh um, a little bit of Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, classic. <laughs> classic. Um, yeah, some lo-fi. Nothing really super specific. I just hit the, mm-hmm. um, whatever that, what's that, like, really iconic, um, girl by the desk, and, like, she's, like, Oh, like what a is lo- that lo-fi called? beast to study to? I don't, yes. well, I, think, I think she's literally called lo-fi girl. She's yeah, so I was very much mm-hmm. her like a little bit of jazz. Um but nothing super specific, honestly. Um I haven't been listening to that much music, so oops. I'm already playing on my Spotify because I'm ready. This is my favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been listening, listening to? <laughs> I've been listening to Apoptosis by Innerwave. I sent you that song, Take Three, it was like very funky and wavy mm-hmm. and like kind of smack DeMarco-y but like more new disco I don't know how to describe it um but I saw Interwave open up for Foles like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and they blew me away like I knew of them because they were like SoundCloud famous for their like wavy indie vibe um but when I saw them live I was like holy shit this is a mood and I dug for the song that I got that I caught because I showed up late, and I found it. And then I found the whole album they dropped, and it's put on repeat, which is great because I was listening to way too much Eliza, which was like, moody dude, and dark that was and like your last like three months of like twenty twenty two. This girl is speaking to me. <laughs> She's speaking in tongues right now. I need to get out of this like dark moody girl r&b sad but like complicated <laughs> like wave i need energia that's what i need so i, I hear put that on some inner wave that's some good shit right now dude i actually i don't even know if i told you this or maybe i did i went to i spent christmas in vegas and um my sister has a friend who does engineering yada yada um she got us um free into this concert by this Chinese pop star. Her name is like Amei, A-M-E-I. It may even be A-M-E-I. But anyways, literally the most, one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. It was basically all in Mandarin. Um, I think she's from Taiwan. And she crossed over so many genres. Like we came in and she was literally doing like heavy metal went into like reggaeton did some fucking rapping at some point did like regular pop i have never seen an artist go through so many different genres and it was really cute yeah k-pop korean pop chinese pop was like that though yeah yeah well she but yeah it was really cute because it was also like um everyone I, I, i don't know i guess she's one of the i could be wrong about this but i think she's one of the few big like chinese taiwanese pop stars that's in support of gay rights which as you know is very impressed in in china um and so there was all these like people with rainbow flags and stuff at the concert um it was really really such a good time like i had such a amazing time with her she was really talented killed it that's cool i wonder how the dancing was because i know with like k-pop j-pop Chinese pop, Taiwanese pop, all that stuff. Amazing dancing. Like, it's all routines, and it's like, you know? It was her, like, (laughs) featuring a group who I don't remember their name, but the group was on point with the choreo, and sometimes she would, like, get to the front and just, like, do a little... (laughs) 
breakdown. A little number, um, yeah. A little number true. getting sing, but she a wasn't going hard. Full change. She had vocals for days. She was a really amazing live singer for sure. Where did you? Good. This was in Vegas. Mm-hmm, at MGM Very Grand. Cool. Yeah, it was a smaller venue, honestly. It wasn't that big. Um, I feel that's when you've, like, made it, when you've, like, played MGM. Oh, for sure. Whatever. A lot of like, people have residencies there. Yeah, residencies. Katy Perry's have residencies there. Like, that's huge. Yeah, it was, it was really amazing. Yeah, that's sick. So, yeah, she was really cool. Check her out if, if y'all haven't heard of her. Ame. We gotta give people what they want, which is a playlist. <laughs> I'm waiting on... <laughs> Well, we need to both do it. Never mind. <laughs> we can make collab playlists. I can where you, we can both add stuff. Okay, let's do it. We love Spotify. And now we're on recording, so we have to do it. Period. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll happen in due time. For sure. Um, I'm gonna collect everything we've said in the past couple episodes and just clip it. <laughs> yeah, and just grab <laughs> all the music. Remember. Exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think we should dive into our topic because I think it's going to be quite a well-rounded slash long conversation. Um, Disclaimer. You know, this is hard. This is a, this isn't an easy conversation. We're not professionals. This is just our take on mental health and how we perceive it, experienced it seen it whatever 100 so. percent agree take it with a grain um, of salt yeah it, like seriously for whatever if you're listening to this and you're dealing with some sort of mental health feeling crisis however the varying degrees of feeling that it can be um go see a doctor see a therapist cannot recommend enough i um yeah go to your support I, system anything yeah, i started therapy um as you know um mm-hmm in october of 2022 and um it's only been a couple months but like it's been the most um rewarding like journey for my mental health that i've had in you're such lucky a long you gotta time. get therapist on the first try right and <laughs> i really hard. am she's really cool she the way she does her therapy is like um she asks a lot of clarifying questions when i um just kind of like freeform talk and I don't know it's she she does a good job of just like making me think about things that I haven't necessarily thought of in relation to like my own thoughts and she also helps me visualize my thoughts into things that are like tangible um so I yeah I really really appreciate her Christine shout out to you girl go Christine (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah no we have a couple things we definitely want to talk about i think at its most rudimentary or basic level you know what does mental health mean to you because i feel like to a lot of people it's kind of like an lol (laughs) at least the way it's presented in the media these days you know it's like oh yeah like it's like this kitschy thing that you can just add on to your personality or ignore or make fun of you know so you can meme it you can meme it you can bop it you can sock it i'm just kidding not that joke showing my age (laughs) oh my god what is it bop it twist it twist it yeah whatever but yeah i I mean i think i think when it comes to mental health we both like have experienced it in very nuanced ways i mean you're going through therapy now i've done it in the past you know um but i think to me it's just kind of like it's a self-awareness to not just what's going wrong but what's going right too you know and like checking in with yourself as you as you move about you know as on the daily it's like it's like your physical health for sure you know I, I think it's just as important that, as your physical health absolutely i mean it's probably more important to be honest um mm-hmm. It's, I think it's really good that you mentioned the positivity that you can think of as relation to, like, mental health. Because I think that gets missed a lot of times. Yeah. Like, making sure to check in on the good things that are happening. Because to me, when I'm thinking of, like, what mental health means to me, and it probably sounds, like, overdramatic, but at least where I am in my life now, it's the 
most single most important thing to me because mm-hmm. perception is reality. Like you can literally create the world that you want to have within your own mind. And mm-hmm. so if you have a really good understanding of your mental health and if you can sort of come in and address things with your mental health when they're not going well in a constructive way, I think you're really able to like create the life that you want to live. Um, and that's just, yeah, I mean, that's it's like a superpower. If you can wrangle, if you can wrangle your mental health in a, like a positive, healthy direction, there's literally nothing you can't do. Like, I think a lot of people have spent, at least millennials have spent, you know, our youth being told that like therapy is for like extreme situations, looked down upon, stigmatized. Um, it's very isolating. And now it's like everywhere. Like it's, it gets celebrity endorsements. It's feeding me ads on Instagram. Like it's everywhere. And I, I, yeah, I just feel like we've come such a long way in how we recognize mental health and like talk about it too. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, there's so many things to play off of what you just said in terms of mental health. I think in, on one hand, like technology has force fed us so much information that mm-hmm. it's, I feel like it's at first it's sort of like, you know, I think if you're thinking like superficial beauty standards, we're now like in terms of like the way we think about ourselves and our looks, like it's been negative in in that extent. And it's like sort of caused us to think less of ourselves and like less of our physical appearance, like being forced fed so much imagery of that sort of thing. And so Mm -hmm. on one hand, it's sort of let us down kind of a bad tunnel in that regard, but in the same like self esteem and all that self esteem, but also it's like that's one way that like technology has sort of like made mental health problems worse. But at the same time, I think especially in the age we're in now, there's so much reinforcement to find help for your mental health because of that mm-hmm. hole that so many of us have gotten into. And so, like, I feel like it's been a little bit of a journey, but I think ultimately, technology has allowed us to both men and women now like I, I feel like men are even now like taking mental health a lot more seriously oh um, for sure it definitely varies by gender like um, especially therapy yeah um but i think technology has in the long run now started to be beneficial in terms of people actually going and seeking the support to take care of their mental health um i i hate to say it but like i feel like the pandemic skyrocketed (laughs) like remote therapy and virtual therapy and being on calls and not like I remember physically going to an office and how hard that was and then like the pandemic hit and then it was like talk space and all these other like cerebral all these things that came out and I remember being like I can just FaceTime on my phone and like be alone and have a conversation with someone and like like address all my bullshit like that was amazing because i remember like having to get a ride or taking uber to the i didn't have a car you know so it was always an expensive thing and now it's becoming more and more affordable and more accessible dude there's literally there's literally like and this should not discourage anybody from pursuing it but there's literally a therapy shortage because so many people right now are like trying to take advantage of a lot of these virtual therapy options that are available and so there's a waiting list yeah and it's getting not to put anybody on blast but like my my younger siblings even like they're addressing their health at like teenage years which i think is like so impressive that we're now starting to like imagine could you imagine we went to therapy in our teens how different we would be 100 percent. you learn so much about yourself and um yeah i mean it's amazing long i know seriously but technology i think is pushing us in the right direction it's like one of the few areas in my opinion that technology is actually like 
doing right and that it's like really really amplified the conversation about mental health and people are really seeing it for what it is and making sure that we're addressing things and and taking care of ourselves so yeah i think that's really cool what do you think about oh go ahead oh go ahead i was gonna say like what do you think about like the gender differences in terms of mental health um like as far as like men still sort of being on the like side of like not wanting to get the help like i'm a man i don't need to show my emotions blah blah blah. i feel like that machismo is dying because i've had a lot of guy friends tell me about like straight cis men you know come to me and be like you know i went through something i'm like working out therapy and like being and it's shocking for me because i'm like are we having a heart to heart like is this no longer <laughs> surface level conversation about mental health shit where it's just kind of like i feel like with men whenever we'd have like an emotional conversation and this is like if you're not dating the person are very like surface level they'll isolate they'll just be like i need to be alone cut everyone out like that is the the normal mo where like i feel like with women it's like <laughs> we were either like suffering in silence or like blowing things out of proportion and like telling the whole world or just like not saying anything at all. I don't know. And that, and that seems so like extremes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like not all women obviously blow things out of proportion, but I feel like it's there's stigma on both ends, you know? I mean, it's funny because in my experience, no matter your gender, male, female in between, like as humans we all share so much of the same trauma whether it be our mm-hmm. parents whether it be uh you know uh love and and failed relationships whether it be death experiencing a death of somebody close to you there's like there's so many similar reasons for um extreme mental health issues that we share um mm-hmm. and i think it's great now that those shared experiences are now being talked about and like even like you said probably the hardest group to reach straight cis men are finally opening up and like think about what that mm-hmm. does to our world when um we're finally doing dismantling the patriarchy <laughs> dismantling the fucking patriarchy. <laughs> no, 100%. But like, i you know I, w- I was thinking about this episode a lot today and i was like when did I start giving a fuck about mental health and not just like chit chatting about, Oh, I just, you know, I'm dealing with it. Or cause I remember like for the longest time I was very much like when shit goes bad, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not saying anything. I'm not communicating. If I do hang out with you, I'm not even talking. Like, I mean, especially pandemic era. I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but I remember losing my job and just being like, I don't know who I am. And I'm very depressed. (laughs) I remember that time very much. And Lindsay would be like, just hang out for 30 minutes. And I'd be like, 30 minutes have passed. Goodbye. Thank you. I needed this, but like, I don't know how to do this. You know? And I feel like it wasn't until like a little, like right before the pandemic hit that I was just kind of like, okay. I have health insurance. Like, what am I doing? Like, clearly I need to address my bullshit and come to terms with like my inner self, my truer being, you know, mm-hmm. but that was, yeah. But I, I feel like the pandemic is when I really took it seriously, but I didn't approach it until like college where I was like, I was like, what is anxiety? What is depression? You know, like I had family. I didn't even believe it, that it existed. Dude, there's, there's there are still people that like, don't believe or understand like what anxiety or depression is um you probably won't until you go through it (laughs) no i mean it's (laughs) like you said i think someone you love goes through it 100 percent um for me when i really started to take it seriously was it was actually right before the pandemic um i had this health issue that i just like could not figure out doctors couldn't figure out and it just sent me into the spiral of like this unsolvable thing 
um, that mm-hmm. I couldn't escape. And um, yeah, it was just like, you couldn't catch a break. It was like it one was, health concern after another, and it was all not tied together. Literally. Um, and then the health issue is still ongoing, but it's funny because I'm having the same health experience now that I was then, but I'm like happy in my life now, even though I'm experiencing the same thing. Different mindset. And it just, and it just goes to show you, like, again, going back to what I was saying, like making your own reality and, and mental health, like, is so important. But um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's another huge, huge reason that people sort of like go down the mental health funnel is health issues. And, um, when you don't have control, when you can't control something like that just is like a, a fear that a lot of people don't know how to deal with. Um, or I don't want to burden my friends. Right. Like that was a big thing for me where I was like, I'd go to therapy and my therapist would be like, do you have a support system? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not telling them this shit. The fuck? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not wasting my time telling them. And she was just kind of like, your friendships are supposed to be nourishing. You're supposed to be able to go to your friends and family for support, you know? And I had to like really hammer that in and unlearn a lot of stuff about, you know, keeping to myself, being private, not telling them what I'm going through you know, putting a mask on when I need it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is like that health, like you're going through a health issue or a family issue or grieving or whatever. And then there's just like the everyday stuff where it's just kind of like, it's a coin toss of emotion, you know? Truly just mundane. And you don't know how to like navigate and cope when you need to. Yeah, I, I totally it's a skill. agree. <laughs> Mental health shit is a skill learning. Mm-hmm. It's Especially part of like age, aging CBT. too, dude. Our mid, our fucking early 20s to the end of my 20s, like the managing level is so much different. I, I feel like early 20s was like, like you said, just bottle it up, bottle it up, bottle it up. And then you'll have like a drunken night and you'll just fucking explode. Like literally. Um, and you know, it's really and interesting. And everyone's like, are you good? <laughs> like yes and you're like crying violently um it's actually like a fucking can of worms i one of my biggest mental health scares which you were actually present for um i was um we were on um vacation in um damn what was that beach not rehoboth the one next to it ocean city ocean city yeah ocean city And this one morning after a night out, out of nowhere, we were like in a car and I started to feel like I had all of these random symptoms and I felt like I was dying. I literally thought I was going to die. And Mm -hmm. um, as you know, I ended up going to the hospital. And when I got there, they were basically like, you just had a panic attack. And it was my first panic attack ever. I had no you know, background in it. And I wasn't experiencing any real, like, I was having a good time. We were on vacation. We were were with friends. Like it was a good environment. Mm -hmm. Like I was having good Mm -hmm. thoughts and good times, but because up until that point I had been bottling up so many of my issues, even though I was having a good time that ended up coming out of me. Um, And that was like a key moment. I was like, wow, like I cannot hold on to things because your body will still can't handle them. it. Yeah. Which it's, is amazing. It's, it's, it's like you can snap. <laughs> you can really, you can really fucking snap or it's like deal with your bullshit and like not push it down so hard and be okay. Like find a way to be okay every day instead of like compartmentalizing it, putting it in a box and another box and another box in a closet if you lock right and then your heart like eventually bursts i remember my Um, first panic attack it was in uh eighth grade um i was in japanese one (laughs) and i didn't know we had a test and she started i saw her like licking her finger and like literally like passing out these the final exam that i thought wasn't for another week and I'm like looking at everyone. I'm, I'm like talking to the person next to me. I'm like, you know, we had tests. Like, I don't know, we had a test. Like, I literally was like flashcard girl with this class because it was so hard. 
And um, I started hyperventilating and I started crying. And then um, the teacher noticed that I was like, losing it. <laughs> I mean, it's funny now. I was like, I was like, what, like 14, 15, maybe. Um, and she just like pulled me out and was like, if you're not ready to take it today, it's okay. And I was like, literally, I was like, I felt so seen. I felt so red and, um, ended up just like sitting in the, uh, like in the nurse's office until the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was when I was told that you had a panic attack. That's what it was, you know? Yeah. I feel like for me, in terms of dealing with some of those mental health episodes, like what, especially like what I'm learning recently is like having an outlet, like going to the gym, exercising, um, talking to friends about issues and not bottling it up, um, going Mm -hmm. on walks in nature and just breathing fresh air. Like I'm trying to find ways to like let out the steam a lot more um do you have any of those like what do you like i feel like therapy is obviously like the most you know notorious way way. yeah Yeah. but like there's so many other things that you can do outside of therapy i've i've never been one for walks or nature when i'm stressed um i think what really helps me is like journaling writing making a song i'm like very like art visual therapy or like talking i'm I'm lucky to have a partner that i can like talk to you know um but if i'm wanting to like figure it out on my own one of my favorite tricks is just like word vomit on a on a on a word doc writing Google, google doc and then i don't even have to read it just slam it shut and then a couple days one couple days will go by and then i'll reread it and i'll be like oh my god like dissecting where i'm at you know what i mean and having that self-awareness and being like okay so you were like not well (laughs) for sure and um i can pinpoint what was making me not well and i can analyze and i can do the same thing with music i can write a song and really say like say what I need to say out loud in my own kind of like slick way and that's like something I have with myself and I could be like I wrote this song about this thing I'm going through and it's just a song I don't have to put it out I don't have to like share it with the world um it's for me so like doing something for yourself like you said like if getting fresh air or going on a walk or going to the gym is like your thing but it's awesome there's also, you know, breathing techniques, watching, there's like YouTube videos. Meditation. Like, there's meditation. Um, listening to just like white noise or rain. Like there's so many ways to like combat it. But if it's severe, like definitely pick up Therapy. a phone or get a therapist. Yeah. Um, um, and it's important to know too, like the only thing you can guarantee in life is change and taxes but (laughs) the former like is really important to know like life is it's always gonna change it may not change tomorrow it may not change in a week it may not change for a year but any situation that you're going through is going to be temporary because like life is temporary and so it's important to know that any experience is not always going to remain the same and that's like something i'm learning to like you know with heartache and things like you'll be able to grow out of it and i think that that's like an important thing to to remind yourself you know what i mean mm-hmm. i definitely think that like as you get older your tolerance to put to put up with yourself or put up with certain behaviors that you've gotten away with or whatever you know gets less and less because um you want to accomplish things. You want to be better. You want to do better. You want to feel good every day, you know? Um, something that I think is, you know, very crucial when it comes to just like having shit that you feel like you can't talk to anyone about is having friends that will call it out when they see it, you know? 
Like, mm-hmm. you'll call me out. I'll call you out. We'll be like, yo, you're being this, this, that, and the other. What's up? I'm like, yo, you're being a real <laughs> bitch right now. <laughs> Literally, we're like, uh, do you have a problem with, like, have you healed your inner child today? <laughs> and I think that's one of the great things about our really our friendship and, like, Lindsay and people that are really close to us like we will literally we have the relationship where like if we're going through it now we don't even bottle it up we'll just go to each other and be like bitch I need to just like let this fucking out and tell somebody and I think that those sort of friendships like don't trauma dump for sure like it can't be you know it can't be overwhelming but it, it is important to have friendships that you feel like support you during the rough times because yeah like, if they're not going to be there or check the in on times, you Friends that literally will be like, I haven't seen what's their face or heard from this person in a couple of days or like a week or like, you know, they've been posting a lot on social media. Like, I hope they're, you know, they're posting weird memes. <laughs> like, are you good? Oh my God. <laughs> I can tell people's med- state of their mental health by their meme usage. Or when meme people share. start to go manic and post like 800 stories on Yo. social and you're like... Some shit's going down. <laughs> yeah, like, are you good? Um, I think I think something that's really been interesting is like, like I mentioned this to you earlier, but like, there are people who will get medication, and you medicine is a tool. They'll get on SSRIs or antidepressants or mood stabilizers, whatever. But then there's been this huge wave of just like shrooms and ketamine. And I'm like, shrooms, I understand. It's natural. It's chill. There's enough studies that it has lasting effects. Psilocybin's great. It helps a lot of people, especially with For depression. Sure. Especially veterans. But I That's like a really big thing is like With PTSD, it brings everything to the forefront. Exactly. 100%. But I've been hearing about ketamine trials and ketamine depression trials. And I'm like, the rave drug? <laughs> I don't know. What? I need to... I need to see the research on that one, but you're right. I have seen a lot of stuff about ketamine. I'm like, it's isn't it a tranquilizer for horses? Um, but hey, I'm not a I'm not a doctor. Um, We're not professionals here. I don't know if there's something like microdosing ketamine is like good for depression. I have no idea, but I thought that was really interesting. I mean, you know, I, to an extent, I'm sure like mental health. Although it, I think it can be managed, there is a part of it that is chemical and like chemical imbalances, which everybody Literally, is going to have a different right. varying degrees of. So I can I can see how different drugs are going to affect people differently. Right. And like some are going to help some people while they don't help other people. Um, weed, it was a huge one for a long time for mm-hmm. people struggling with like ailments, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work for some people. Some yeah. people it makes it worse, you know? Especially people yeah. who like are, um, you know, prone to, um, you know, more psychoactive anxiety, mental health yeah. issues. Like weed's not <coughs> not as good for those people. Um, and even I bit, don't like, believe weed is for everyone. Like I thoroughly, like I've not. seen it. I've seen it on so many other, so many people. And there's people that are like, it does absolutely. It doesn't change anything about them. Or it, like, ruins their life. <laughs> I've literally seen somebody, like, who doesn't smoke weed, smoke it, and just have, go into full, like, cardiac arrest, like, on a couch, just literally. losing their minds. Like, it's definitely, I mean, no drugs for any, like, for everyone. That's just the reality right. of, like, no, messing like, with your... Yeah. I feel like another big thing that, again, I guess this is a little more specific to me, but I feel like, um like queers have a very specific direct correlation to having traumas um, and like have a very high percentage of just more high intensity mental health problems. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's being queer already is stigmatized. So like if you're already carrying on that lifestyle, but I do think it's getting better. Like, I remember watching coming out stories on YouTube as a teenager and, like, hearing stories about queers, like, tell, like coming out to their families and it being brutal, they're getting disowned, they're getting violent, like, so many things. Or someone having, like, a, you know, gender reassignment of some sort and them getting, like, castrated on the street, you know? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I definitely think that queers face it too. At, yeah, at I an mean, intense, intense rate. Obviously, POCs as well, but like, yeah. Well, I just think queers, like, not to generalize all straight people, but like, there's no. Here we go. <laughs> The, the, the white tea this is this is what i really think um i feel like there's a little more of a book in terms of like if you're a cis straight person like there's a almost like a rule book of like this is how this is the steps that your life should follow and for the most part a lot of straight people like not everybody oh, they're but coasting. like they're coasting they're, they're just cool. yeah you know they go to school they get their degrees you know they they get married they have a baby they get retired they die um <laughs> and but but that like i don't know having that um kind of laid out for them just gives them a path to follow and for queer people there's like there's no rules there's linear. no like there's nothing to like so your life is almost a little more like confusing and chaotic and um at least for me it's 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 taken a while um to accept that like i guess i'm living like the alternative more of an alternative lifestyle and that it's okay and that like you don't have to follow any set path in your life um Mm -hmm. but i mean there's a lot of queer people that um like are on a lot of drugs um and a lot of and the the community this or the scene the gay scene when you're in it if you're like going out whatever clubbing in the gay community whatever a lot of poppers a lot of you know coke and all this shit that is just like passed around and normalized and like yeah oh my god have you ever done poppers uh cut the cameras Because poppers, I wouldn't even really consider like, uh, yeah, it's not like really a an intent. I'm thinking more like heroin, meth is huge. Like meth. Oh, when yeah. I lived in Miami, like in the, in the it gay was, community. Yes, yes. Um, I nice. met in Miami. It was like so intense. Um, I met a lot of guys who were just on meth and like just like we're super addicted um but you know i mean it's it's just it's it's coping mechanisms to an extent um you know oh for sure you don't want to deal you know you don't want to deal so you're relying on you know mind-altering substances not to drug it's not right 100 percent. it's not like drug shame it's not drug i don't i'm not intending to drug shame or sex shame like these oh, are right. all these are all methods that people are trying to use to just quiet their mind um and figure out how to exist so in a true. really hard and judgmental world so um yeah yeah and you never know like we were like we were talking about this earlier like childhood trauma you don't know what someone dealt with at a young age it's been like kept deep beneath the surface and then exasperated in their 20s and then they're going down another spiral you know what i mean oh 100 like there's so much like like i was joking earlier about like healing your inner child but literally i was talking to my friend that's a therapist and she was like you know she was talking about inner child therapy stuff and she was like and i was like what does that even mean because i feel like it's such a like trend to like heal your inner child she was like well basically (laughs) you would like talk to your what what would you tell like your younger self to heal that younger self you know that inner child no i think and i was like i'm gonna cry stop and she's like no that's what you need (laughs) she's like no that's what you do she's like it's very it's very hard for people it's not a simple task yeah no i mean childhood patterns follow us throughout our whole lives um Mm -hmm. the things you learn as a a baby before you can walk before you can talk like those experiences Mm -hmm. affect you in your adult life and they especially come out in your adult life um and so it is trendy but it's also true like for me it's textbook for it to come out in your early 20s for sure you're like finally out of a house you're not burnt like it's it's like literally textbook that's when like 20 to 22 is when 
uh, mental health issues start to appear. 100%. I mean, again, for me, like, my personal experience when I think of my inner child is I actually, like, appreciate and um, kind of draw on my childhood self for strength a lot of times because I was dealing with so much as a a young queer person, you know, living with somebody with extreme mental health problems who was super lonely and isolated. Like I dealt with a lot more adversity as a child that I managed and was still able to like live and exist in a happy mindset, which is something I have a little more trouble doing as an adult. And so like, for me, it's like drawing strength. From that child, but everyone's different. I mean, um, no, I think about that too sometimes. Like, I don't know. My sister was, I was talking to my sister the other day, and she was like, You know, you were so rebellious as a teenager. Like, you were so resilient. You always did what you wanted to do for yourself and, like, didn't think twice about how it would affect, like, your reality at all. And I was just like, Do I like followed? I was like, Hedonistic. She's like, following my pleasure, following my gut, not thinking twice about stuff. And sometimes I have to like tap into that. I have to like pick up that teenage mask and put it on (laughs) to get through because I'm like, holy moly, like I, I've changed. I've morphed. I've, you know, I'm a different person now, you know? Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's it's nice to, it's nice to think about that though. Cause like, I feel like we both had like roller coaster, <laughs> like upbringings. So like, it's nice to hear that you can tap into your younger self and find strength and resilience in that. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I had it rough, you know. No, kids are like not even aware of their environment. They're just trying to be <laughs> happy and enjoy life, and like that's what we should be doing as adults but we get caught in the mundaneness we get caught up in the responsibility we get caught up in the heartache um, of loss and all the things that you just experience as life goes on um so i definitely think that there's a lot to draw on in terms of having a child and i also think like for my friends that have children now like they're able to that selflessness teaches them a lot more about like their mental health and just like putting that love and like negative energy into loving somebody else and putting a focus on that as opposed to like putting a focus on things that are negative. Um, so mm-hmm. just love one another. Yes, God. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I was also thinking about? But, like, you know what's kind of weird? I know we're almost at time, but what is your take on the millennial therapists, like, social media therapists? Because I'd be seeing that shit, and I'm like, this is toxic positivity. Give me an example. Give me an example, um, like, of the millennial. Like, what? Let's see. I saw one that was, like, it was from a millennial therapist, and she was like, friendship should feel like, and then it was like, hot cocoa on a warm day or some shit like that like a warm blanket in the winter like nourishing like all these things and i was like that is not my ideal friendship (laughs) like yeah i want those things and i strive to have like warm mutual loving friendships but i feel like it's more layered than that a hundred percent this is my problem with social media as a form of like um trying to provide therapy or like like quick fix of, uh, quick fix tips you know where it's yeah like, it's, it's, it's my issue with that is it's like what <laughs> right or like this is why you should break up with your partner or like all these things right. and it's like the, at the end of the day we're all so nuanced as human beings there is no one size fits all for how you treat somebody, how you go about your life. And that's why social media is just toxic in general because, and that's honestly why I feel like a lot of those apps for like better help and stuff are um, not beneficial 
treatments for mental health problems because they don't take into consideration that we're all so different and there is no formula, correct formula for treatment and bettering yourself. I don't like, know if I've had some I think scams, so like, yeah, I totally agree on that. They have way too much advertising. Um, mm-hmm. I think when I was looking into it, um, honestly, like for anybody, for, an, for anybody that's looking into mental health resources, take it from somebody who did not have insurance, like look into your local community. There are resources out there that are, um, if not free, really cheap, willing to work with you, especially as a queer person. Like we were talking about queer people specifically. Mm-hmm. I found my therapy through a queer group um that they didn't have the availability to help me right at that time but they outreached to other people who were able to help me community centers in general yeah and when i was like i think i was telling you this when i was researching about like better help and those other um online therapies they were like this is a tech company not a therapist not even licensed and that was like the selling point that was like my like okay that that clicked like they're a business you don't want to be dealing with somebody that's a business you want to deal with somebody that's a human and honestly another big lesson that i've learned from my therapy is that you have to make the connection at some point that you belong to yourself whether you have a partner loved ones friends you belong wholly to yourself and it's up to you to find the love within yourself that you give to other people. Because once you can do that, you're going to make a big headway into having better mental health day to day. So No, I agree. I think that like lessons that I've learned from it is first of all, not every therapist is going to be the therapist for you or hear you or understand you or make you feel comfortable like I've gone through at least three therapists, you know, and some of them were younger than me. Some of them were so new to the game and some of them are just a little too affirming and not giving me solutions, you know? So definitely like make mm-hmm. sure that like, if you understand it's trial and error. Um, I also think you should con- not constantly, but like, like you said, like kind of like love yourself a little bit to love other people. Like, meet yourself where you're at and recognize that like it's a fucking journey like there's no one session quick fix it's over time and the beauty of having a therapist is not just being able to tackle your problems but someone to actually show you your trajectory and be like this is where you were a year ago you know a hundred percent and i think another big way to look at that is like think about your physical health and going to the gym, like your body is going to change over the course of years. It's not going to change overnight. Exactly. Like it's, it's a journey to discovering yourself, to discovering what it means to be happy, to reaching out and grabbing that happiness for yourself. And just, yeah, I don't know. I just, just wrapping up kind of final thoughts is like, don't give up no matter what, like, life is fucking hard and sometimes periods in your life are knock the wind out of you knock the life out of you but it's not going to last forever like you're gonna have happy days you're gonna have sad days in the future but um live live for the happy moments that you will inevitably have because i think ultimately like they're worth it i love that you said that you said what you said (laughs) well that covers it i feel like you just hit the nail on the coffin like straight up i feel like you just have to give it a shot i think i think like going back to that whole like i had to like go to a physical office that's why a lot of people don't go (laughs) it's more accessible it's it's more possible they'll work with you know your budget and and if you don't have money like Eric said, like there's community centers, there's, you know, groups, there's so many resources now. So definitely yeah, pe- give it a people shot. People are out there and people care. People are out there and people yeah. care. So just take yeah, it one day at a time. Find, find the love. We love you. We love you. And thank you for joining us for this very special episode. We hope you enjoyed it. You asked for it. 
We did it. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Bye, y'all. We'll, we'll see, see you guys next yeah. time.